looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that's sideline to sideline. championships or the state quarterfinals however you want to call it it's the fourth round of the playoffs hello everybody terry Bennett grant goodwin here sideline to sideline brought to you by si design and printing the 2a edition what do you call it state quarterfinals region championships uh region championships <clears throat> it was so- next week i start on the state level and say Semifinals. Uh, semifinals, yeah. Yeah, I don't know where the quarterfinals. It's funny. I like you- the quarterfinals, though. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, it's just, it's weird. I, I think the biggest issue, and it's kind of funny because you and I literally had this talk going down during Thanksgiving, and then it kind of, Ashley Elam, who used to be the sports guy, he has his own little high school site now. He was bringing it up, and others were bringing it up. I still, I, the, the biggest issue with how they officially do it is how they call last week the region when that's the region semifinals, I don't know why that's called the region anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, playing on this quote unquote state level would be outside of your region, maybe. Yeah. I'm guess. Maybe. Guessing, right. Well, and, and when they added the sixth game, I never was, knew why that was, or don't know why it's such a big deal. I think right it's now, just but, talking points. You know yeah, how that is. It's yeah, just one it's of those fun. things. Yeah, it's, it's, fun. it's but fun. To me, your state level, if you win uh, your region, this week then you are definitely on the state level without a doubt though right now everybody that's playing right now is playing big boy football oh yeah i mean without a doubt big, i mean and we'll be talking about when you just when you just look at this division right here it's kind of funny because we've been talking you know referio oh man nobody's gonna stop them timpson oh man nobody's gonna stop them toller oh no nobody's gonna stop them well they're all three. Eventually, somebody's going to have to stop somebody because they're all. We <laughs> think got to give. Yeah, something got to give. Oh, and by the way, there's Holly. You know, the team that won state last year and brought sure. everybody back. Uh, th- this is why you know more and more. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Holly's missing some dudes from last year's yeah, state but, championship. Well, I mean, they didn't. They didn't return 22 starters. That'd be no. kind of cool if they did. But no, <laughs> but hey, the the Abel's kid. I mean, you, you got he had a huge game. Yeah, uh, I think it was like 300 yards of total offense and. Stratford, they had 400 yards on the ground. It's just, it was a crazy week last week, but it's kind of funny because with all the talk we had of like, well, Cooper last year gave Timpson a game and what could Honeygrove do? And, you know, can, can Holland do this and all that? At the end of the day, though, it's it's almost a repeat of last year, except for Garrison and Cooper. But like, you've got Toller and Marlin who played last year and 
in that game. And so, you know, two A Division One, it, it some things are new, but everything else remains the same. Yep. All right. So what we're going to do is what we always do, and that's going to break down the playoff games, give you who we think is going to win, and all that fun stuff. And we're going to start in Class Two A Division One. We'll start in Region One, uh, the Region One Championship. Stratford thirteen and zero versus Holly eleven and two. This game is six p.m. Friday at Lubbock's Lowry Field. Again. Holly, the defending state champs, a couple losses on the year, but I mean, they were to Jim Ned 34 to 12 and Albany 27 to 14. Both and those... that was when a Jim Ned uh, against a Jim Ned team that was healthy. Exactly. With their quarterback. Right. Yes. So, and Jim Ned was doing great things uh, up until they lost their quarterback still competitive after that. But uh, so not a bad loss for Holly. Oh no, not a bad loss at all. And uh, then they lost to Albany in September, 27 to 14. Uh, since then, uh, it's been dominating wins. The closest win was uh, Stamford, 34 to 30. We all know Stamford was a really good team. They finished nine and two on the year. In the playoffs, they've beaten Anthony, 63 to 18, Panhandle, 59 to 16, and then last week they beat Sonora, 31 to eight, uh, in a game that you know Sonora moved the ball on Holly at times, but Sonora just could not get out of their own way. They were just turnovers, costly penalties. That kind of stuff you tend to see when a team in a playoff game, you know, it, it it's not always about who's the best in, in, on the field. It's about who makes the less mistakes. And, right. you know, we always talk about it all the time. It's not, you know, sometimes the best team, and I'm not saying Snar was a better team, but sometimes the best team you never really get to see because they can't get out of their own way. Yeah. So this game, Stratford and Holly, really comes down to me, the defense of Holly. Look, I they agree. only allow about 15 points a game on average. They're facing Stratford's uh, dual threat quarterback and Bryce Braden. Um, you know, Bryce Braden kind of does everything for that team. He's got a really good uh, receiver in Julio Valdez that can stretch the field. Um, so that Stratford offense is going to have to be money and make no mistakes coming up against this Holly uh, defense. Now, Holly offensively with Landon Sakura, uh, Keegan Abels, and then uh, their own field stretcher in. Uh, uh, Deonta Ron, I mean, you know, that Stratford defense, which has been pretty good as well. Uh, they're going to have to be pretty good too to even keep them in this game. I think, I think Hawley wins this by seven to 10 points. You know, that Stratford offense last week uh, in their win against new deal, 403 yards on the ground, 44 carries averaging 9.2. Uh, you talk about Julio Valdez, and he is their—he's their big receiver with 74 uh, yards last week. But he also had 61 rushing yards, so they yeah. kind of use him that jet sweep and things like that. I like Stratford in this game. I, I just think that the, the offense this year and, and how good they are. But secretly, I don't even know if it's secretly, but that defense—I mean, all year long, but especially since October. Uh, they, you know, when they started district play, they did give up 24 to panhandle, but it was seven, 24, zero, six, seven, six, seven. And then last week it was 16 points in new deal, but new deal scored seven of those when the game had been completely decided that yeah. Stratford had 28 points in that second quarter. And that's what stretched it out. And, and you said it best. I mean, Holly's, you know, they, they've been a great team, but they did lose a lot from last year's team. Of course, the main one being Austin Compton. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but you know, as, as great as he was offensively, again, he was really good defensively. And, and Holly's defense has been great this year, except for when they have played teams that have a solid offense. And, and I think Stratford has a solid offense. And, and I just really feel like the Elks are going to pull this game off. I'm like you, though. It's a 7 to 10 point either way. Yeah, I, you know, I, I say 7 to 10, the 10 being the high. Part, but I really think maybe 
within a possession because yes. I, I, you know, like you said, Stratford's defense is kind of being overlooked here, right? I, I said, you know, Ollie's uh, defense over only given up about 15 points a game. Yeah. And Stratford's not too far behind that. Um, so, you know, maybe the X factor is on the offensive side of the ball. Who can make that big play? Who's going to give up that turnover inside their own, say, 20? Yep. Somebody's going to do that, and that's going to be your loser right there. But I'm taking Holly, but I can definitely understand why you're taking Stratford. The winner of them will take on the Region 2 champion. That's going to be a battle between Toller 12-1 and versus Marlin 11-2, 7 p.m. Thursday Midlothian's uh, ISD Stadium, which you and I have been to before, and we absolutely love. And, and you know, we we have—I'll admit it—we've uh, kind of undersold Marlin in, in the first or the last couple of rounds. I think I've picked them to lose in two of the last three rounds, uh, and give very them, athletic. Yeah, oh yeah, very I, athletic. and it's great to see them back on this state level. This is a team that started out zero and two uh, with losses to Mart being the main one, uh, but since then. They've been on an 11-game winning streak, and outside of the last couple weeks against better teams, their defense has been pretty solid. Uh, th their playoff run, they beat Kearns 36-7, Coleman 30-28, and Tioga 46-14 last week. See, that's the one that you and I both thought that Marlon was going to fall in, and, and not only did they win, but they went big. But in saying all hey, that – you brought up uh, Kearns. Yeah. Uh, their head coach, Ted Patton, announced his retirement today. Oh, so, man. Yeah. Former Legion Fields coach, yeah, former, former Russ coach, former my boss. Yeah. One of those, again, <laughs> you, and I, you and I always joke about this for the, the, the doing this high school football stuff. We meet so many people outside of football that are connected to football. It's yeah. just crazy how much that happens. And I guess it, it's Texas. But uh, anyway, all that being said. And I know the game starts at 0-0, zero, zero, mm -hmm. but last year this game was played and the Rattlers won 71-18. to 18. Mm -hmm. I know it's not going to be that bad, but I pose the question, has Marlon made up 50-point difference? I don't think so. Now, what Marlon does have is big playability. And that can be huge. Yeah, that can be huge. Um, you know, Toller still the same team they were last year, maybe even a little bit better, especially with Peyton uh, Brown kind of rounding back into form after, you know, re returning back from this injury, what, two, three weeks ago? Yeah, I think he started in the uh, playoff, first playoff game. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think they've slowly been working him back in offensively. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Toller's getting better uh, as the playoffs go along, I, I really like the physicality and, and what Toller brings to the table up front on both sides of the ball, especially on that defensive side of the ball. Um, I like Toller in this one a lot closer than last year. I think Marlin has a shot to win this football game, but give me Toller uh, to take on um, uh, Holly in the uh, semifinals. And you think it'll, well, who do you, in this one. I like the Rattlers. Okay. I, I think it will be better than last year, but I I don't know if it's going to be uh, necessarily more. It's going to be more competitive, but I don't know how much competitive. I don't think they're going to win by 50, but I also don't think uh, it's going to be a truly competitive game. And, and you and I have talked about it. Maybe losing Peyton Brown for that stretch has been a, a kind of a, a blessing like their quarterback, Isaiah Blessing. Yeah, that's right. He's really stepped up. <laughs> yeah, 950 yards rushing. Brown on the early has 333. Uh, but as a team, they they ran for 2,500 yards on the year, uh, 46 touchdowns. And, and, I mean, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys who have held carried the ball for more than a few carries. 
Uh, you've got a freshman with 580 yards. And I forgot that Peyton Brown's a junior this year. Is he really? Yeah, I thought he was a senior. I did too. Um, but so, I mean, you've got him back next year. But I think more importantly, and you brought the defense up, you've got Peyton Brown, the linebacker, when they need him back. And, and, and I think that's big. I don't know if he's going to play a ton of snaps on that side. No, but, but if you've got a third and one, yeah, exactly. Two, you bring him in the fourth quarter, yep. and you're only up by X amount of points and you need to stop. Who do you bring in? Exactly. And we see that more. We even see that more and more now with people that don't play defense for most of the year. And Peyton Brown, when he's healthy, has played defense. So you and I yeah, both so have, we did that with Draylon Miller a lot this year. Yep. Oh, we'll talk about that in the 4A show. Uh, but uh, you have Toller versus Holly. I have Toller versus Stratford. Either way, I think that's a great state semifinal. Oh, yeah. All right, let's move down to Region 3. and We've got Garrison 12-1 and versus Timpson 13-0. and This is a rematch of a district showdown that was great about three, four weeks, five weeks ago now. 7 p.m., Nacogdoches, Bryce Stadium. Uh, Garrison, of course, is only loss to Timpson. Uh, I mean, this is if, you know, we talk about refer- that was within what, seven or eight points. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, but the last two years, Garrison has been Timpson's biggest outside. Of course, uh, uh, Referio has been their biggest battle this year. It was 35 to 26. Timpson won uh, last year. It was 44 to 38 uh, in district. And of course, Timps or Garrison immediately the very next week got upset by Corrigan Camden uh, this year. Garrison has roared through the playoffs. I mean, this is this is one of those rematches you want to see. Sometimes a district rematch, you're like, oh, not this again. But this one, I mean, I I don't know if I'd pay good money to see this. Yes, I, I don't know if Timpson's necessarily really the favorite in this game. I think this is a 50-50 game. Oh, well, I do think Timpson is the favorite in this game. I mean, look, Timpson offensively averaging fifty six and a half points a game. Uh, we know their big star Terry Bussy, <clears throat> JJ Garner at running back. Um, and this Timpson defense is kind of, kind of gets overlooked because of their offense, yeah. right? Um, you know, I, I think it's enough to slow down Garrison uh, situationally. Look, I know Raspberry and Black at, at running back for Garrison, they're going to get their yards. I, I think if Timpson can stop Christopher uh, Shepard, uh, the receiver, to stretching the field and getting some early completions and really loosening this T- Timpson defense up. If Timpson can kind of combat that yeah. and, and just lock him down, I think Timpson wins about the same score, maybe a little closer than what it was before. Um, but I, I don't think the Bears just walk in and uh, they roll the ball out and win. I think they got to play really well because this Garrison football team is really, really good. I mean, this is the fourth meeting within a calendar year, basically. Um, you know, I went Timpson all year, so I'm going to stay with Timpson, but I, I don't feel comfortable with that. I, I just feel I, I when we talk about this all the time, when you when you lose in district and then see them again, and when you lose within one possession, for some reason that tends to lead to you in that second game and i know part of it is the old cliche it's hard to beat a second a, a good team twice uh, there'll be coach to tell you no it's not if you're better than that team you should beat them sure, twice right i just don't I, I don't know i i it's just it's weird with timpson because outside of that garrison game and then maybe that dangerfield game uh and maybe the jefferson game for a little bit uh, they just haven't been tested mm-hmm. and, and that always concerns me but They've also answered the one test when they did play a team like Garrison and beating them. And you can make the case that Garrison really hasn't been tested outside of that game. Um, the, the backfield game in the playoffs was kind of close for a minute. 
Uh, I really wish I was really impressed with what Garrison did defensively against Cooper. I'll tell you that right now. I, I thought that was going to be a shootout type game where it was going to be like 44 to 40 and it turned out to be 47 to 20. I'm going to go Timpson, but man, I do not feel comfortable with that one. I, I think this, this might be the best game in the two, a division one this year. Well, Garrison's faced a gauntlet to be here with Cooper and Beckville, right? Yeah. Um, and they kind of left no doubt in both, both games. Yeah. And, you and can, a lot of people thought that both of those games could be competitive. Yeah. They kind of walked out of there with the win. So, uh, I, you know, they're not just going to be cannon fodder for Timson, but I do like Timson uh, when it comes to nut cutting time. I think Timson has the playmakers to make those plays at the right time. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. And I mean, this is what we've been waiting for with, with Bussy and this group to get back mm -hmm. into this position. Uh, and try to it buy, could, I, you know, it could look a lot like uh, Carthage Pleasant Grove from last week. Yeah, you know, that that's a really good comparison uh, as far as just the athleticism between the two teams, the two teams knowing each other. Of course, these two teams are in district and Pleasant Grove in it. But yeah, that's a great one. Was it 30 to 27? And it was mm -hmm. uh, Pleasant Grove had a, you know, what looked to be a comfortable lead. And we could see, I could see that happening in this game. Garrison being up 21 to seven going into the fourth quarter and then Boom, there you go. It's 28-21, uh, yep. Timpson. Uh, but either way, I think it's going to be a classic of a game. All right, let's finish up Division One with the Region 4. Uh, Ganado 11-2 versus Refiro 12-1. This is another rematch game. Thursday, 7 p.m. at Victoria's Memorial Stadium. I do appreciate that if you're a fan and you're, you're watching at home, you can basically at least get a little bit of all these games because you got the, the Region 1 game starting at 6 p.m. on Friday. The Region 2, 7 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, the Region 3, 7 p.m. on Friday. And then Region 4, 7 p.m. on Thursday. So you can get two screens going and you can watch both of these games uh, or both of these regions or all four of these regions, I should say. Yeah, uh, if you want Thursday night football, 2A is where it's at or, for the playoffs. Or, or, or the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just saying they, they play yeah, Thursday. Does anybody really care? Oh. <laughs> But uh, what do you think about this one? A rematch of a game that really wasn't close. Well, I say it wasn't close. For Refurio, this was a close game. It was 30-7. to Refurio ended up winning that game over uh, the Indians in district play. Do you think uh, Refurio walked off? That was a close call. I mean, for them. I mean, <laughs> when you look at their score, sadly, you know, Dude, for them. I had to play the whole game. <laughs> What's up with this crap, man? <laughs> now they did lose to Hitchcock to begin things, but I mean that was Hitchcock, and we know how good yeah. they were, even though they got upset in the first round. But yeah, yeah other than that, uh oh Edna, Edna was a close game. That was that one point win for Fero. But yeah, from that moment overtime on overtime win, I believe. Yeah, I think it was overtime. Yeah. Uh, but from that moment on, yeah, that was Ganado was the closest uh, opponent, three and seven. And, and I think the Indians have the puncher's chance. They know Refiro and all that. But I mean, we go back to at the end of the day. Refiro is just a matchup nightmare with Ernest Campbell and Caleb Brown and Isaiah Avery and Kai Whitmire and Keelan Brown, the quarterback linebacker who never gets talked about. They have a sophomore running back who's just an absolute fast dude in Ray Lewis. I just think they're a bad matchup. Yeah, well, and that defensive front and those linebackers for Refiro, look at, I mean, look at that average. I mean, the, just what Refiro is giving up on average. Uh, per game, points wise, it's it, it's unbelievable. It's under two touchdowns. Um, Ganado in the right, you know, they've got a really good defense, but uh, Refirio's defense can just absolutely snuff you out. Yeah, right. That's a great way to put uh, it. You know, now Bryce Ullman, the quarterback uh, for Ganado, is really good, and he's got really uh, effective receivers at Landon Hicks and Austin Pena. Uh, but th there's going to be a lot of pressure on those dudes. Uh, for Ganado offensively to to 
try to mash and and get protection against this Refugio front. I don't know if they can do it. I think Refugio wins this game. I want to say going away, but three touchdowns. Yeah, you know, this if this happens to be the fourth year in a row that the Indians have lost to Refugio, but hey, Refugio does that because I mean, if they beat Timson, that'd be the third year in a row. <laughs> The line forms to the left on yeah. the Referio junkyard. Yeah, you, you know, don't. We beat you, throw you in the scrap pile. Exactly. Scrap and pile. this isn't a movie. So you don't hang your head on that. Yeah, I mean, and there's this, a lot of. And this isn't a movie. You don't get the automatic, hey, we win the 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 the, the rebound or the matchup again. Right. I, I think it's closer. Uh, I, I, but at the end of the day, I just, I think Ganado would have to play a perfect game. Referio would have to make some key mistakes. And even then, I don't know if it would be enough. Um, I could see it being a 28 to 14 type of game. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and like I said, it's, it's going to be a tough one for Ganado, but a good season for them. All right. That is division one. Hang on. Let me add up our second division so that we have all this done properly. Is this it right here? Yes, it is. Look at that. Doing things like we know what we're doing about. Uh, this segment's brought to you by jet boats of Texas. You can find them online at jetboatsoftexas.com. It's pretty much what it says in the name. If you want a jet boat and you want it to be custom built, go to Jet Boats of Texas. Also, averagefarms.com. You can find them online at averagefarms.com. Uh, they make beef. They raise cattle from birth to harvest. Did you it, say they make beef? Yes, yeah, so I said they make beef. Well, they, they do. No, they raise beef. They make it. They they put the, the it's like when somebody says, let me make you a steak. Well, you're not making me a steak. You're fixing me a steak. That's a good point. I like that. Uh, yeah. but, but I mean, they're, the they're, they force made. they force the cows to get together and to do that and dirty thing. Yeah, do <laughs> the, the dirty like thing. Coach X's part time job. Oh, we asked somebody asked why Coach X isn't on the two A, and I was like, well, he's he's designing his punt and shoot <laughs> offense. We can only get him so much time on here. Also, it's time for him to start coaching his what 17th straight district champion in golf or tennis or pickleball or something women's soccer he was <laughs> oh yeah he was the heck because he literally was asking me he's like hey you watch soccer tell me what to put them in i was like okay dude here's what you need to do uh, if you win a championship uh, i want that district championship <laughs> ring but anyway average farms they have uh, great things like uh, bone-in prime ribs sirloin, sirloin steak full brisket ribeye steaks they have box farm box specials including right now 40 pounds of uh, premium Wagyu ground beef for 200 and something bucks. I can't remember the actual thing of it. It was 249 which is an amazing price when you actually look up the prices of what Texas Wagyu beef and all. So check them out online again, Average Farms. All right, we did Division One. Now let's do Division Two. We're going to start out in Region One. And what game are we talking about? Clarendon versus Sunray. Clarendon 10 and 3, Sunray 11 and 2. This is over at Happy Bake Stadium in Canyon. At seven o'clock on Friday, um, man, this is going to be one hell of a game, man. Sunray's defense only allows about 15, uh, thirteen points a game. Uh, Clarendon has a a dude, a quarterback, Lyric Smith, that just went off last week against Groover. Uh, it's got a really good receiver in Quay, Quay Brown. Uh, I. You know, I think this Clarendon uh, quarterback, Lyric Smith, can really stretch this Sunray defense. It's been good all year long. Now, Armando Lujan, the dual threat quarterback for Sunray, had a big game as well last week against Wellington. Uh, I, I, But I think it comes down to Lyric Smith, uh, the quarterback for Clarendon, and how he plays. If he plays anywhere like he did against Groover, I think Clarendon wins this football game. I had forgotten – 
that Aaron Wampler, the guy who made the improbable Boys Ranch playoff run, is now the head coach at Clarendon. This is his first year there. You know, he, he picked a team that has returned 16 starters from, you know, the region semifinal, uh, where last year, it, let me see, I can't remember who it was that beat them. It was New Home 14 to 8. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these two teams have a common opponent in Groover. Uh, Clarendon beat them last week 34 to 32. Sunray lost to Groover in the district play 42 to 41. So you know about they're basically a three point spread between these. Yeah. And at that point, common opponents right now don't matter. Oh yeah. Just, we just use them to compare. We don't try to, we don't make game, you know, decisions on them. Sunray could very easily win this game. Oh yeah. I I think Clarence the favorite, but I don't think it's by a lot. I don't even know if you'd say it. Yeah. This might be a pick them game. Yeah. But I'm taking, Clarendon in this one. I am too. I said it after the first round of the playoffs. I don't know why the first, it made me think of it, but it was like, we didn't really talk. I mean, we talked about, we didn't really talk about them as a region favorite. And so in that second week, I said, Hey, they need to be a region favorite. And here they are playing for the region. And I just think they're just, they just have a little bit more athleticism. This is a one possession, 35, 34, 35, 31 type of game, though, for sure. Yeah, I agree. All right, they'll take on the winner of 13-0 and Albany, taking on 12-1 uh, and Collinsville Thursday, 7 o'clock at uh, Iowa Park's uh, Hawk Stadium. Great stadium for a playoff game. Oh, yeah, I just love that stadium. I do, too. Um, man, Albany, they're, I, I'm sorry, they're the team to beat right now. Did um, we almost not, we almost shocked the world with our division, pick last week. In Division to this end of the bracket, at yeah. least not mentioning Martin, all them, but just this end of the bracket, Albany, man, they are, I mean, their defense is only allowed 90 points all year. Yeah. And they, they're just, you know, last week, Munster, Munster jumps up seven to six. Albany gets it to 19 to seven. Munster gets a touchdown, makes it 19, 14 driving down 35 seconds left. They're in scoring position. And Albany comes up with the big play to get the interception and to win it. Um, I'm going to shock you, though, again. I'm going to go Collinsville in this game. Well, you know, I say, you know, Albany's only allowed 90 points all year, but Collinsville does average 50 point, 52 points a game. Uh, Logan Jenkins, that quarterback, has been lights out all year. So, yeah, if Munster pushed uh, Albany, I really think Collinsville will push Albany. But I like Adam Hill at running back. Uh, Chip Chambers, quarterback, um, uh, Carson Fairchild, quarterback. Yeah. I, offensively, I, I really think Albany can do the same. They can score in drugs. Well, and that's two. Collinsville's, you know, uh, of the two teams between Collinsville and Munster. I know Collinsville. It's going to be a, t- a different style game. Exactly. Exactly. And, and Collinsville has struggled against the run game. I mean, their one loss was to Cooper. They mm-hmm. almost caught up to Cooper, but the reason they lost to him was. Cooper, I think it was 250 yards on the ground in that first half, got a big lead. Collinsville did almost reel them in, but at the end of the day, that has still been their weakness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and with, with Munster, I know they ran the ball, but Munster was a different style. They're a little bit smaller, a lot of sophomores. Albany isn't. Albany is mature. I, I, I'm going to pick Collinsville in this game because I do think their offense is enough, but I don't think they're going to, they're not going to stop Albany. I think they're going to, it's, this is one of those last team wins. And I'm going to say Collinsville wins in a, a 42 to 35 type of game. I think the running game from Albany and the defense uh, snuffs. Collinsville and I can totally out, see that. And I think Albany wins this one. 
I'm not going to say comfortably, but by two possessions. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I have no problem. And again, it's just because their style of game. Well, yeah, exactly. And the thing about a, a team like Collinsville, and we've seen this, I can't countless times over our years of watching football, when you're throwing the ball like that and you're playing a team like Albany and it, they can kind of grind you down, it, especially early, if you're not getting first downs early and you're not scoring early, you can look up and be down three scores. Again, the same thing that happened to Cooper against Collinsville against Cooper. And you start to try to catch up, but then every possession, all they can take four minutes off the clock, even if yeah. they don't score right, three right. minutes off the clock. And before you know it, it, it's not where you necessarily get beat. I'm going to use the old Aggie thing. You run out of time. But that's what happens if you don't take care of that first quarter. And, right. and so for me, if Collinsville doesn't come out fast, you might be right. In fact, Albany might do what they did last year and just, I think it was 65 to 35 type of game with them. Mm -hmm. That could easily happen. I'm going to say Collinsville, one year mature. They come out early, and then they're able to hold. But either way, it's going to be a battle. Yeah. All right. Let's go down to Region 3 uh, final mark, 13-0, against a 13-0 Lovelady team uh, Friday in Athens at Bruce Field. Nice stadium. Oh, yeah. Uh, not a lot of undefeateds versus undefeateds. Yeah, you're uh, right. I was noticing that when we were, we were I was doing my notes. Years, so and I like is, that. This is a fun one, though. And Lovelady's got everything – all the tools in their bag to give Mart a game and, and really have a chance to win this game. I'm taking Mart, but Love Lady is darn good. I I would I do totally agree. I don't say I don't totally agree, but the problem is is Mart has ended their season like four years in a row and they yeah. haven't been close. Now I do think this is the best Love Lady team that Mart is going to face. Undoubtedly. And I don't know if this is the best Mart team that this this group of Love Lady teams have faced. I think this could be. It could be, but I'm just saying. The running game? Oh, no, no. I'm just, I'm just going off, you know, a couple of years ago, they were losing to the state champion, Mart Panthers. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's the only reason I'm saying that. But I just don't think this is a good matchup for them. And, no. and, and none of these games have been particularly close. So I, I'm going to give them the old puncher's chance. I mean, 11 and 0, you, you could make the case that, you know, who they've played, you know, Price Carlisle in the first round, they were okay. They weren't, you know, they lost Clay Baker. He went to Henderson. They were good, right. not great. Uh, that Tenahaw game, I will say that that shocked me. Not that Love Lady won, but winning fifty to fourteen, right? That that shocked me. But at the end of the day, Mart's Mart, and they just they rule this region with an iron fist, and I just don't see that changing. Yeah, whenever there's a question, you had some Mart magic going on. Yeah, right? and, and people might say, well, you you know Albany too. I know, but it, I, I think Collins was a better team than Love Lady. That's why I think Collinsville yeah. against Albany. I, I actually think this could get ugly. Um, I don't know if it gets ugly. It could, but I, I think Love Lady's good enough to to hang in there. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, that athleticism of Mart will take over in in the fourth quarter when you've been chasing dudes. Yeah, for three quarters, and then all of a sudden the fourth quarter, you're seeing ghosts. Yeah, exactly. But again, it, that's a great point. But also, I just go back to if Mark gets up fourteen to nothing, I can see this lovely team going. Ah, we've been here before. <laughs> well. Even if they don't, yeah. just point, trying to play catch up with an offense like Mark, yeah. it's I mean it's 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 a tough road to hoe. Yeah, I will they'll, go ahead. They'll take on the winner of Fall City ten and three and Chilton twelve and one. This is over at uh, Shelton Stadium in Buda on Friday seven o'clock. Another yeah. good stadium. We drove past that stadium uh, right. a couple years ago. Uh, you know Chilton on the air, they're twelve and one. Their only loss was to Granger. 
in district. You and I both felt that they would come back and win against Granger last week. I was not expecting 45 to nothing. There was a lot of pent up anger in that game. As yeah. the Pir- I mean, yeah, the Granger, uh, the Granger win was an upset in district, but geez, you, you don't usually see the, the bounce back game be that big of a game, but some the Granger poked the bear. Yeah. Granger poked the bear and, and they paid for it. Bring uh, fall city. On the other hand, last week, uh, they beat Bremont 21 to 20. I think, you know, a great, great game. Great win, though. Yeah. Bremont oh, yeah. was not a slouch. Oh, no, no. And in th- fact, I think I went with Bremont in this game. Um, Bremont, very physical. But the thing is, Fall City's very physical, and, and they the, the defensive front's really good. This is two contrasting styles. Yeah. I think you got the athleticism of Chilton, and who, on their own right, though, is pretty big up front on both sides of the ball and could move people but i think fall city that's their identity so you've got athleticism against of chilton against the machine size and athleticism of the beavers of fall city give me chilton though i think chilton has one of the best players in class 2a um and i think it's chilton and mark in the uh semifinals next week I'm going to go with Fall City. I'm, I'm right. going to go with the – maybe I just want to see Fall City and Mart again after what happened a couple of years ago. I guess that was mm-hmm. three years ago now. Either way, though, you know, I know Mart is still there and I know Albany is still there, but to me, the D- Division two 2A feels like they're still more up in the air. I still feel at the end of the day next week it's Timpson and Refurio and yeah. all that. On this one – I, I don't know. I, just, I feel like this is a little bit more competitive. Now, again, Albany might come out and, and slap Collinsville, and, and Mark might end up coming and slap Love Lady, and we still feel the same way. But anyway. You're going on field. I don't, I don't mind that. Man. Yes. Going I'm, on field. That's all you can do at this point. Right. All right. That's going to do it for the 2A show. Again, we'll be back next week where we will do the state semifinals. Uh, we will have a show where we're doing the state championship. It's done a little different, but we'll explain that next week. We want to, again, thank our sponsors, SI Design and Printing. Average Farms, Jet Boats of Texas. And we want to thank all y'all. If you want to email us questions, thoughts, or comments, Grant and Terry at S2Sport.com. Find us on Facebook, Sideline to Sideline, on Twitter at Grant Terry. You can also find us on YouTube at L4 Media Company. Until next week, he's Grant, I'm Terry, and this has been the 2A edition of Sideline to Sideline right here on L4 Media.